obey him. Sometimes you think, Lord, that'd be a great Sunday morning message. But then God says, no, you just go on, just preach on it, teach on it Wednesday night. And sometimes you think, well, Lord, that, that, that right there, I, that, that seems like, more like a Wednesday night message. And God says, no, it needs to be preached on right now, Sunday morning. Is everybody all right? Amen. I, I just learned, amen, don't argue with the Lord. Is everybody okay? Amen. He's going to win. Amen. If you got your Bible, open them up. Amen. We're going to start out in the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 18. Very familiar. Amen. And uh, I, I just uh, probably won't be real long tonight. Amen. But I want to bring this out the way the Lord's give it to me. Amen. Jeremiah, chapter number 18. Very familiar. I'm going to start reading verse number 1. The Bible says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, amen. Well, it's always important to pay attention when it says the word coming from the Lord. Is everybody all right? But when God starts speaking to you in your heart and in your life, it do us good, amen, to pay attention. Anywhere in this Bible, when it says, and the Lord said, or amen, or the Lord sent, amen, but it do you real good to pay attention to what's coming after that, amen. Amen, let me tell you something. This crowd that'll tell you, amen, this Old Testament is not for us. Amen, you get away from them. Hey, it's all for us. Every bit of it's for us, amen. I'm not a Paulinite. Somebody say amen. Amen, it's not just the books he wrote that's for us. This whole Bible from Genesis through Revelation is all for us right now. Amen, amen, and amen. That's right. Amen. And I, don't, don't never let nobody tell you, amen, you can't get help out of the Old Testament. Don't never let nobody tell you that some part of this Bible ain't for you. Somebody say amen. So he said, the, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Amen. And as I look at that, and I know a lot of people reference that to the house of God, and I don't have a problem with that. Amen, you're going to get more out of God if you'll go to church. (laughs) Is everybody okay? If you're saved, born again, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, you belong, amen, at church. Is everybody okay? You're going to get more from God. You're going to hear more from God when you go to church. Amen goes right there. Hey, I'm telling you right now, you ain't going to get it just sitting at home. Amen. That crowd said they can live good sitting at home as they can go into church. That's a lie out of hell. Is everybody all right? You can't do it. You can't live as good, amen, sitting at home as you can go into church. Because the first thing you're doing, amen, is you're throwing the word of God out the window. Because he tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Somebody said, well, that's just an old wore out verse. I'm sorry, it's still in there. We still preach it. We're still supposed to live by it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's all wore out verse too. But hey, bless God, it's still good. So when we get ready to want to hear something from God, best thing we do, amen, is just throw everything to the side and go to church. Hallelujah. Amen goes right there. God will show up if we'll invite him in. Is everybody all right? And so listen to this. He said, then I went down, verse number three. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. Verse number four, and the vessel that he made of clay, who, the potter? A lot of people, and and I don't have no problem with that, amen, talk about the potter being being God and the clay being us. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? 
Amen. So if we could just take that for a minute and understand it, when we go down to the house of God, amen, we're in God's hands. Somebody say amen. Amen. And God's got a work that he wants to do in each and every one of our lives. And so he said in verse 4, in the vessel that he made of clay, listen to this, was marred in the hand of the potter. Amen. So he made it again, another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. And that word marred, I, I looked at that, I know, but it's, it's got several meanings. Amen, one of them's just, I mean, but it, it just destroyed. It's just tore down. But there's another meaning of marred when something gets marred or you mar something. Amen, it's like, it's like you cut something off, it's marred. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. I mean, you mar a tree by cutting the limbs off. Things get marred when they get cut up and they get things cut off of them. And, and so as we begin to look at this scripture, amen, maybe, maybe sometimes we go through things in our life, amen, maybe not because we're wicked and ungodly, but because God needs to mar our life, amen, so he can make us a vessel that's pleasing to him. Is everybody all right? There may be things in our life that God is trying to cut out of our life. Amen, there may be relationships God's trying to get out of your life so he can make you a vessel, amen, that's pleasing in his sight. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? So he made it again another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make it. Amen, we, we want our life the way we want it. We want our vessel like we want it. Amen, but this thing about a vessel, amen, the thing about a vessel, a vessel, amen, that, that, has, that has the, uh, the opening uh, sealed off, amen, gets no water. It, it, it receives no water. Is everybody all right? Amen, if the lid's on it and it's sealed up, amen, and you can't get no water in it, it doesn't receive anything. A vessel with a hole in it doesn't retain anything. Is everybody okay? So what God is trying to do with this lump of clay, amen, he's trying to make a vessel that not only will receive, but will retain and be able to pour out into another vessel. Is everybody okay? Amen, amen goes right there. That's right. Amen. And so as I begin to look at this, amen, the Bible doesn't say threw the clay away. Amen, he's using the same lump, the same life, Amen, that we have, that when we, get on the, when we get on the potter's wheel, when we go down to the potter's house and we're in the hand of the potter, maybe the potter's marring your life. Is everybody all right? It was marred in the hand of the potter. Maybe there's things, well, we'll fight you over, but God says, don't fight me over this. Amen, this is not for you. Is everybody okay? I know, I know, it's hard sometimes. I can only imagine that, that lump of clay being marred. I mean, I mean, it, it was going, everything might have been going good, and then all of a sudden the potter said, I don't like that. Is everybody okay? Everything's going good, he, he's got the thing going, it's spinning around, amen, the, the water's running all over it, the clay's starting to take shape and form, he says, you know what, I don't like that. That don't look right to me. Everybody okay? I just read it. The potter 
in his hand, Brother Richard. He's looking at our life, and sometimes he says, you know what? I don't like the shape that's taken. Is everybody all right? That's not, that's not going how I, want, how I pictured it. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Oh, we don't like it like that. We like to make excuses of why these things are happening and we like to blame everybody else when the real problem, when it's really not a problem, it's just that God's not pleased with, with the way it's, it's taking shape. It's not, he's not pleased with the way it's forming. And so maybe God has to our life every once in a while. Maybe God has to smush us back down. Okay, let me get started again. Is everybody Okay. Oh, so as I begin to look at the vessels, amen, I begin to look at the vessels that God's trying to make with our lives, amen. Go to 2 Timothy. Vessels. What kind of vessel you want to be? I want you to think about that for a minute. Amen, we're going to be one or the other, according to the scripture. We're going to be a vessel that pleases God. We're going to find out that God talks about vessels in, his, in the great house, in the house of God. Is everybody all right? We're children of God. Hey, are you saved? Are you born again? Have you been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? If the answer is yes, friend, then you're one of his vessels. And your life doesn't belong to you. My life doesn't belong to me. Amen. I've been purchased. Right? Right? Read our Bible. We've been purchased. Amen. We're no longer our own. He owns us. We fell on our face and begged him to forgive us so we wouldn't have to die and go to hell. And he took his, his precious blood and he washed away our sin and he forgave us of our iniquity that separated us from him. And he made us a child an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ and he saved us and he set us on a rock and he established our going and we owe him everything. Tired of that crash says, oh no, and nothing. It's my life, I live it like I want to, oh no. It's no longer your life. It's his life, he bought it. Bought it with his blood, Brody. So in 2 Timothy, I begin to look at this scripture. God said, I want you to go over here. Amen. The vessel that's in the hand of the potter. So we're in his hand tonight. Right? Every one of us. If we've been saved, we're in his hand. If you're not saved, I pray you get saved. There's no life like living for Jesus Christ. So in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, I want to read this one verse right here. Verse number 15, it says, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Wow. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Well, I like that. Study to show thyself approved. It's not really goes with the message, but man, I just wanted to read that verse. Is everybody all right? Amen. So we're in the potter's hand, and sometimes the potter mars us. Sometimes the potter is the one cutting things off. Sometimes the potter's the one that's squeezing us tight and pecking us back down. Is everybody okay? 
Amen. If we're not careful, we get out of of the will of God, we get off the wheel. Now, we mess everything up. So as I begin to look at this scripture, I want you to go down now to verse number 20. But in a great house, I don't know any greater house than the house of God. Is everybody all right? I don't know any place better to be on a Wednesday night than down at the house of God. Is everybody all right? Listen to some fat man screaming holler. He said, but in a great house, amen, in a great house, remember, remember God's making vessels over the potters, the potters marring vessels and, and shaping them and making them into a vessel, into a vessel that's pleasing to him, right, that he likes, amen, that he wants us to be. So he said, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, wow, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. And you read over 1 Corinthians. You just hold your place. I'll read it to you. Chapter 3, he says, For other foundation, verse 11, can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. That's our foundation. When we got saved, we got in on Jesus Christ. Amen, the blood of Jesus Christ is how we come in. Listen to this. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones. Is everybody all right? What what are we we building? He said, there's not only vessels of, of, of gold and of silver and of wood and of stubble. Hey, but he said, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. He said, every man's work, verse 13 in that chapter says, every man's work, shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned he shall suffer loss but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. Back over to 2 Timothy now. Amen. On the, on the potter's wheel, when, when God's marring us, trying to change us, trying to shape us into the vessel that he wants us to be. And then we get over here in, in 2 Timothy and we see, amen, that, that, that there's not only vessels of gold and of silver. Amen. If, if we, if that, there's a crowd out there that, that has walked away from God. But over in 1 Corinthians, he says, even if our works, even if what we have built upon, if, if a man walks away, he said his work's going to be tried. Your life's going to be tried. And the only thing that's going to last is what we've done with Jesus Christ. That's, that's what God is interested in in our life. That's the vessel he's trying to make. But if we've messed up and we've got away from God, we're still saved as so by fire, right? I just read that to you. Because that foundation ain't going to burn. But let's get back over here now to 2 Timothy. So he said, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. I would ask you tonight, amen, before we move any farther, before we, before we read any more verses, before Brother Tracy says anything else, search your life, your heart right now. Which, which one of these vessels would you be 
Would you, would you really think you would be in the house? Would you be a vessel of honor for God or a vessel of dishonor? That's a, that's a, that's a personal question. Amen. It's for individuals. It's not for me to look out and say, well, you're an honor. You're no, 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 I can't do that. Amen, I can't see what's going on in your heart. Amen, God's dealing with you. You're on the potter's wheel. You're in his hand. He's the one doing the marring. He's the one doing the reforming and reshaping in every one of our lives. Amen, so we have to search our own self and ask this question, which vessel would I be? He said, there's not only vessels of gold and silver and wood and hay. He said, but there's vessels of honor and there's vessels of dishonor. Which one? Would God be pleased with our life? Would God be pleased, amen, with the life we've lived for him, the witness we've been for him? Would God be pleased with us? Would God call your life and you a vessel of honor or dishonor? Amen? It's on you tonight. Listen to this. Verse 21. So then he goes on and he says this. He says, if a man therefore purge himself. Now remember, remember over there in Jeremiah, God's marring us. God's trying to shape us and form us. God's making us into a vessel, right? So when God's made us into a vessel, amen, and God wants us to be a vessel of honor, are we a vessel of honor or dishonor? And then he goes on and he says this in verse 21. If a man... Now, this ain't God. This is you and I. If a man therefore purge himself, there's some things we're going to have to take care of. Is everybody all right? There's some things we're going to have to deal with. That mart is to cut things off. Well, purge is to cleanse thoroughly. To cleanse thoroughly. If a man would cleanse himself thoroughly, from these things. And in 1828 says, to cleanse or purify by separating and carrying off whatever is impure. There's things in our life, if we're gonna be a vessel of honor, amen, we're gonna have to cleanse ourselves from, there's impurities in every one of our lives we're gonna have to get rid of if we're gonna become a vessel of honor. And, and, and listen to this, it means to, to clear from guilt, to, to clear from, to purge, to clear from guilt, to purge away sin, to remove what is offensive, to sweep away, to sweep away all impurities. Wow. So he's saying, listen, listen church, if you're gonna be a vessel of honor. He said, if any man therefore purge himself from these. He shall be a vessel unto honor. There's some things we're going to have to check up on in our lives from time to time. Is everybody all right? Y'all quiet tonight. There's some things I'm going to have to look at at Brother Tracy. Amen. God will do the shaping and the molding. Amen. On the potter's wheel. Amen. He'll do some cutting out. But there's some things also we're going to have to deal with on an individual, personal basis with God in our life. Amen. There's some things God will let you just continue to carry around with you. Amen. And be a vessel of dishonor. There'll be some chastisement coming your way. But God's not just going to reach in there and snatch it away from you. 
Amen. God gives us uh, 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 wisdom enough and enough knowledge to know, hey, I need to get rid of that. I need to, I need to do this differently. This right here is hindering me. So he said, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Sanctified. Sanctified. Amen. And meet for the master's use. Amen. That word meet. And useful. That's what it means. To be useful. To be profitable. To be useful. Profitable. And listen to this. Listen, get this one. Useful, profitable, and easily used. When God's ready to use you, if you're a vessel of honor, I mean, is there things in your life you've got to get cleaned up before you can ever be used? Or, is, or, is, or is, are you easily used? Can God come down and say, okay, I'm ready to use you, amen, and you ain't got to spend a week repenting and getting things squared away with God and getting things forgiven out of your life. Amen, God can use you easily. Hello? Meat for the master's use. Meat for the master's use. Easily usable. Amen, something that's profitable for the use from God that God could get profit out of our life. This is what a vessel of honor is. He said, he said, a vessel unto honor, sanctified in meat for the master's use, and listen to this, and prepared, and prepared unto every good work. There's some preparation goes into being a vessel of honor. Amen? 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you. Amen. Are you prepared? Are you ready? Amen. Is God sanctified? Is the Lord God sanctified in your heart? And somebody comes up, amen, they want to know why the joy, why you've got so much joy in your life. Are you prepared to give them an answer? Or is there a question, why do you suck on lemons all the time? I mean, if you walk around depressed, amen, amen, looking angry at the world, amen, got a scour on your face all the time, amen, look like you've been sucking on lemons, amen, like I got a bad taste in your mouth. Don't nobody want that. They're not going to ask you. They're going to ask you why you look that way. They're probably going to point and laugh. Everybody all right? Amen. But are they coming around and asking you why the reason is that you have such joy in your life? And if they do, can you, are you ready? Are you prepared at that moment to give them the answer? Amen, about the day the Lord came to where you was and saved you. Amen, and cleaned you up. Amen, and he put you on the potter's wheel and he cut some things out of your life and you've been purging yourself from all impurities and all guilt ever since. Come on, talk to me. Talking about being a vessel of honor or dishonor, which one are we? Amen. And so he says, prepared unto every good work. In verse 22, 2 Timothy, he said, uh-oh, flee, flee. Wonder what that means. That ain't something that, that itches a dog. Everybody all right? He's not talking about what's on a dog's back. 
He's talking about you running. Running, escaping, fleeing. Amen. Getting away from. Amen. Putting it behind you. Getting, getting away from it. Flee. Flee. Means to, means to escape, to run away from. Flee also. Youthful lusts. Boy, we covered that the other day, didn't we? Flee also youthful lust. Talking about being a vessel of honor. God's shaping us and molding us into what he wants us to be. And he says there's something, amen, that God, he will mar our life sometimes. But there's also some things we must do. First, we must purge ourselves. And listen, we must flee youthful lusts. But follow righteousness. And this right here is fixing to tell you the crowd you ought to run with, child of God. Teenagers, hey, young folks, y'all pay attention. This will tell you the crowd you run with. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Hey, young married, married families, pay attention. This will tell you the crowd you ought to want to run with. This is what the Bible says. This is what the Bible says. It said, flee youthful lust. Flee youthful lust, but follow righteousness. Faith, charity, peace. With who? With who? With the worldly crowd? With the sinners? With the wicked? With the evil? With the ballroom brawlers? No, that's not what it says. That's not what it says. Those are not the people we ought to desire to run around with. Young ladies, y'all ought not desire to run around with boys out in the world. Amen. Young boys, y'all ought not desire to run after them girls that's half-dressed out there. Amen. Running around in the world. Is everybody okay? Amen. He said, he said follow after righteousness, uh, uh, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen goes right there. You want a boyfriend? You wait till God sends you one to the house of God. You want a girlfriend? You wait till God sends you one to the house of God. You run with God's crowd. Hallelujah right there. Oh, you want to be a vessel of honor? He gives us, he gives us, amen, the, 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 the way to be one. Is everybody all right? So listen to what he said. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strives. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, listen to this, instructing those, now listen to this, that oppose themselves. How do you oppose yourself? We live in this flesh, amen, but we try to walk in the spirit. And the Bible tells us that this flesh and this spirit lusteth against each other. They warth against each other. Is everybody all right? Amen. What the flesh wants to do, the spirit's is saying no. And what the spirit's trying to lead you to do, the flesh is saying no. They fight. They're contrary. The Bible says one to the other. They're counterproductive against each other. Is everybody all right? Amen. They don't desire the same things. So he tells us to bring this flesh, this body under subjection to the Holy Ghost and to the Spirit. Is everybody all right? So what's he saying? Those that oppose themselves, those that oppose themselves, amen, if God, listen to this, peradventure, 
will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Talking about being a vessel of honor. Amen. We don't want to acknowledge the truth. We want to prop up our lives. When the man of God preaches against something and the word of God says it's right, amen, we'll make excuses for why we don't have to obey it. I ain't talking about obeying me. I'm talking about obeying the word of God. Is everybody okay? So listen to what he says now, verse 26. And that they, who? Those that oppose themselves. Those that have opposed themselves. Listen to what he's saying. That God would give them a, 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 a repentance to acknowledging the truth and that they may recover themselves. They may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. And I looked at that. Amen. There's some things we're going to have to do. God didn't say he's just going to come out there and pick them up out of their wickedness, out of their sin, where they've allowed the flesh to take control of their life and, and pull them away from God and out of church and, and, they, and they're out there in the world. No, no, no. God said he wants them to recover themselves. I'm not saying God's not going to help them. I'm not saying the Holy Ghost ain't going to give them a strength to do that. But they first, they first, Brother Darrell, have got to realize they want to come back to God. They got to realize how far the devil has, they've been taken in the snare of the devil. The trap of the devil. Is everybody all right? If we're not careful, boy, the devil, he'll sneak up on us. He's cunning. The Bible says he's cunning. He's subtle. Right? He's sneaky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he sets little traps all along your path every day, sir, ma'am. Hey, mama, daddy. He's setting little traps all along your path, teenager. He's setting little traps, little snares. They've been just trying to get you to put your foot in one. You know what a snare does? A snare will snatch your leg up and have you hanging upside down. Is everybody all right? Boy, that's what the devil will do in your life, amen, if you ain't careful. If you listen to him and you go his way, before you know it, your life will be turned upside down. Is everybody okay? That's what a snare does. Amen, won't nothing make sense anymore. Won't have no peace anymore. Be struggling, fighting the whole time, trying to get everything right back up. Amen, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Amen, just being lifted up by one leg and trying to lift your body up so you can get out of that snare. Can you imagine the pain and the suffering and how hard that would be? You get taken in the snare of a devil. It ain't gonna be just no easy fix. Is everybody all right? Amen. Everything will be turned upside down, topsy-turvy. Is everybody okay? Being a mess. You're being a mess. Amen, spinning around. Amen, can't get your bearings. Can't get nothing straight. Is everybody all right? Calling out, hearing things all around you, not knowing whether it's a friend or, or a nasty beast that's going to devour you, not knowing what's around you. That's the snare of the devil. That's the snare of the devil. Is everybody all right? So what did he say? He said that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. Amen. And I wrote this down. Vessel of honor. Amen. God tells us how to be a vessel of honor. 
His word tells us what to do. Tells us who to hang out with, who to come away from. Everybody all right? Tells us these things that God sometimes in our life, God has to mar us. You know why he's marring us? To keep us a vessel of honor. Amen? Because we've allowed things in our life sometimes. So sometimes, God, we're on the wheel. But if we're not careful, we'll come down off of that wheel. Because we don't like the pressure God's putting on us. Oh, man, they just, you know, that's just too much. That's just too hard. Oh, you know, I've done that all, every, all my life. I've done that. I've done that for 10 years. Why in the world do they think I need to do it again? Just too much pressure. Just too much pressure. God's putting the pressure on us, marring us, trying to make us a vessel that he's pleased with. And so I looked at the vessels of honor and dishonor. It's easy to be a vessel of dishonor. Amen? Just don't receive nothing, and when it gets poured in, you just let it drain out. Amen? But I wrote this down, simple, very simple. If we are going to be a vessel of honor, If we're going to be a vessel of honor, if we're going to be profitable and useful for God and easily used, here it is. Here it is, child of God. This is going to help you. This is going to help us all. This is what the Lord told me to tell you. After reading this, then we are going to have to work at it. Wow, isn't that deep? If you want to be a vessel of honor, it ain't going to just come easy. You're going to have to work at it. If you want to be profitable for the Lord and usable and easily used by God, you're going to have to work at it. Amen? You're going to have to work on it. Everybody all right? Amen, and you're going to have to work for it. Salvation is free. And you can be a vessel of dishonor all day long. We all could, right? But if we really and truly want to be something that God can use, and we want to be a vessel of honor in our life for Him, and down at the church, we're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to pray harder. You're going to have to read more. Amen. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to receive more, especially in the day in which we live, when everything is so wild and so wicked and everything looks so fun. Amen? My preacher preached a message like this one time. He talked about the billboard signs. You don't really see them much anymore. Now they got all them electric things. But used to, man, you'd be going down the road and there'd be two, two uh, what are them, U-channel uh, 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 wrought iron uh, uh, posts standing up. Amen. There'd be a big green board or something like that on this side, and it'd have a picture on it, and it'd show all the fun. Amen. It'd show them be up there drinking the beer. Amen. It'd show them doing all these things. Amen. And it, it, everything looked real good, and everything was painted up real pretty. But then you got on the, uh, after you went by it, it was just gray and dirty and spider webs. So y'all you young folks don't remember stuff like this. Spider webs, bird nests, rust. Didn't look too pretty. See, that's the way the devil does, Miss Chris. He shows you the, the, the pretty part of 
Because it's, oh, that, look, that sin looks good. But on the backside, he don't show you the tore apart homes. He don't show you the children being bounced around from one home to another to another to another and being abused by this one and that one and the other one. He don't show you all that. He don't show you the, the drunk man coming home in the middle of the night beating his wife and molesting his children or beating on his children. He don't show you that part. He don't show you that part. Hey, man, when the wife don't come home for two or three days, they don't know where she's at. Oh, but it looked good on the billboard sign. See, that's the snare of the devil. He shows you that. But he don't show you. He don't show you the other part. He don't show you the backside and all the filth and grime and dirt. If we're going to be a vessel of honor, we're going to have to work at it. Amen. Can't sit down on the God. There's no, there's no place to sit down. There's no place to, to just relax. Amen. I've been in this since December the 17th, 1989. You hear me? Whatever my preacher said, I said, okay. I didn't argue with him. I didn't back talk him. Everybody all right? Everybody okay? Amen. I don't care what Brother Michael said, I said, okay. Everybody all right? Oh, yeah. I got in, man. I, I started going to Sunday school. I started going to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and it just ain't never stopped. And I ain't a gonna. Don't tell me it can't be done. Don't tell me it's hard. Oh, oh, but but I've got this to do. I want to do that and I want to do that. But you don't work at job. Let me tell you something. I worked at the post office for almost 30 years, and there was lots of times, amen, over 20 years coming down here, coming home, especially during December. Amen. I'd call, I'd say, Y'all sing another song or two, just sing till I get there. I've walked through them back doors, Big John, about 8, 8 15, and walked straight to the pulpit and opened my Bible and preached. Why? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I got to do. Amen. That's what God expects out of me. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be one that can be used. I want to be one that not only can be used, but be easily used by the Lord. I don't want to have to spend for weeks, days, and months getting my life straightened out so that I can come to the house of God and bring a message from the Lord. Amen goes right there. So tonight, somebody start making your way to P.I. If we're going to be a vessel of honor, Brother Darrell, we're going to have to work at it. Amen. I wish I could tell you it's just going to be easy, but it ain't. There's snares out there, Matt. Every day, he's got your name on him, Matt Cable. He's going to put them in front of you. He's going to put them to the side. He's going to do everything he can, Brother Richard, to get us to step off in them. Amen. We better recognize them. Amen. We better recognize them snares. Amen. Don't get taken in them. And if you do, he tells us. He tells us we come back. We just got to be ready, willing. God will help us. God, will, you know the old saying that help those that help themselves? That's our God. Now, he'll help those that's helpless. Amen, but if we got the power in us, 
You know what he didn't do? He didn't roll the stone away, sir. Is everybody okay? He called Lazarus out of the tomb, but he didn't roll the stone away. What did he say? He said, roll the stone away. There's some things we're going to have to do if we're going to be a vessel of honor. There may be a few stones in your life you need to roll out of the way. Amen? And then God will really do a miracle in your life. God will really do something for you if you'll roll that stone away. They was weeping. They was crying. They was heartbroken. Their brother Lazarus was dead. Boy, he was dead, Big John. He'd been in the tomb for four days. He stinketh. You know he's stinking, Lord. Where you laid him? Right over there. Roll the stone away. You do your part. God will do his part. When Jesus stepped up there and said, Lazarus, come forth, who do you think that was speaking? That was the voice of God. Amen. You can hear the voice of God in your life. You can have that. Might need to roll a few stones away. Don't have to work at it. Child of God, I wish I could tell you it's all going to be easy. Amen. I'm just not of that hyper grace crowd. Says you can live any kind of way just because you're saved and everything be good in your life. That doesn't work that way. So tonight, tonight, amen. I want you to stand to your feet.